Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Once again, my name is Nkozi Kennedy. Also with me is my friend John Moore. I'm going to say hi, John. Hey, everybody. Afternoon. Yeah, we got to episode three now. So, yeah, we're doing pretty well, I think. Yes, pretty well, pretty well. All right. But, yeah, so... I think uh, just to give you all guys a heads up, John's going to give you even more uh, food tips on where to go in New York City, where to get some really good eats, and a lot of them are going to be really affordable. And then on the other side, we're going to talk about the harrowing, completely bonkers, and in many ways, understandable issues that have been happening with uh just warner brothers hbo and all this stuff going on right now mostly with the dc fandom but we'll we'll touch on hbo and all that stuff as well so uh bef- without further ado john take it away on your restaurant tips and tricks so ladies and gentlemen it, uh fellas per se are you tired of are you tired of going to overpriced restaurants? I know you're fed up with it, right? Especially now that the pandemic has is starting everything's starting to open up. Your old spots, they're not doing everything the same. And finding a buffet spot, yes, I agree. It's hard. But I have some good spots for all my Harlem residents and Manhattan residents and people who like traveling to Manhattan. I have found a restaurant that y'all will definitely love to sink your teeth into. And it is called Kiku Sushi. Or, like I said, because Japanese like to do the First name last and last name first. Sushi Kiku. And yes, I am learning Japanese. But to the point, Kiku Sushi is located between, it's on Columbus Avenue, between 110th Street and 109th Street. Now, when I say this is definitely good, and it is good for a date night because... One, it's in Harlem. Two, this place for the buffet, it's $50 each person. And it's worth it. It really is worth it. Because I went with my wife. I spent what? The most we spent was $101. And that was for the two of us. We didn't go no more than that. And we literally ate more than we paid for. And I got to say, their chef special dragon roll, good. Um, Philadelphia roll, just the right amount of cream cheese. Just the right amount of cream cheese. And you know, I mean, other places they do the Philly roll, it, it, it's usually hit and miss. Like, they overkill it with the cream cheese. But uh, Kiku Sushi, 
does it good. They do it on point. And they also have, I, I'm not a good friend of the California roll, but I like their portion size on the California roll. It's really good. I actually posted it on the page, Kiku Sushi, um, which is, uh, and the location I'm talking about is one of the many locations. Their other location is located down on 14, it's on 141 First Avenue. That's deeper in Manhattan. I prefer going to the one on Columbus Avenue because it's easier to get to with me living in the Bronx. On point. Next one, I would love everybody to look into, especially for you guys that want to, like, change it up a bit, you know, you really want to, like, have fun. i am got the spot for you guys, and I'm telling you, you're going to be surprised checking this place out. The name of the place is called... And you're going you're gonna to look at me and say, why are you talking about this restaurant? I've been to this restaurant before. You probably have. It is Sabrasora. I might have said the name wrong. If I said the name wrong, call me on it. Leave it in the comments. I'm, I'm sorry. My Spanish is not that great. But Sabrasora is a... Chinese Asian fusion. I have to thank for this um, my right-hand man, Kennedy. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you very much. Sabraso is located in the Bronx. Um, they have the main location is located on Castle Hill. And I have to say it is very good. It is very good. A lot of people that I've talked about, I was like, oh, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, that's right on... Are you talking about the one on Castle Hill? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, yeah. Oh, man, I love the I saw that. Really good, too. You're right. Really good. I loved it. Like, me, I, I could say my favorite, which I was introduced to, was the bourbon ribs. And that is something me and my wife loves. Um, moving on, it, on the list of restaurants, definitely these restaurants are places you should definitely look into. Um, I mentioned Kiko Sushi, um, Sabrasota is good for a date night. Um, oh yeah, and before I forget, I'm surprised I was I, I spaced on this restaurant. It is definitely something you want to definitely check out. If you're into the um, Korean barbecue, but you want something, um, you don't want to do any, not too much crazy alcohol, but you have a large group, I would suggest this prize little gem of mine called Soju House. Now, Soju House is located um, 315 at 2nd Avenue. Um, same really good restaurant. Awesome. Definitely check it out. I mentioned, I, I mentioned this to a lot of people. Please check out Soldier House. Also, restaurant on the list, and this was my final one, but this is one of my, 
I would say, is my prize gem restaurants that I've gone to. I recently went there for drinks with my wife. And it is called Honey Well. Yes, it's called Honey Well. It is located in Harlem, 3604 Broadway. It's a little kind of, I would say, it's Heights area. I mean, I've lived in Harlem a lot. I kind of don't count that area. I kind of I always felt that was still part of Harlem, but I was told differently, that's the Heights. Once you hit Broadway, that's Heights. I was like, oh, okay. Um, definitely check out Honeywell. Honeywell is a very good restaurant, and it's also it's a cocktail bar. Awesome for drinks. If I had to tell you to make, if I gave you a drink selection, the one I would say is that joint is thick. It is an awesome drink selection. Trust me. Because once you take your first sip, you will say, yo, that joint is thick. It may remind you of, of, of something you've seen, you know. But yeah, it is definitely the drink that complements this spot. And I would say also um, a couple of spots if y'all are in around Midtown area. Um, please check out uh, Pizza and Shake. That is a good restaurant. Um, Pizzeria is good. Also, if you for all my Brooklyn people, you know, Brooklyn, if it's in the house, um, definitely check out Cuts and Slice. It's a real good restaurant. Um, Pizzeria, I actually checked them out. I actually reviewed them with my first uh, food page. Mm, really? Yeah. I, I reviewed them. And you know what the funny thing about it is? I didn't know about Cuts and Slice. I found out about Cuts and Slice arguing with a pizzeria. In a pizzeria. So wait, Not you, that one. You found out about a pizza spot arguing with a pizzeria in another pizza spot. Yes. That is just taking away from your own blessing right there. Uh. I, I know. I know. I know. I Because I, when I was going, I was like, oh, yeah, let me go to this spot. But I'm like, ah, oh, the way I found out about it is it like, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's not based off what I've been selling to people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really not. But. I'm sorry, people. I, I, I know I went out of my wheelhouse on this with Cuts and Slice, but definitely, if you're in Brooklyn, definitely check it out. They're opening um, a second location, which will be out in Queens, but the address is not um, exclusive yet. So bear with me. I haven't found out where it's at yet, I'm, and I'm looking for it because I'm hoping. I, I know the next location is in Queens, but I'm Rain. It's like Queens Boulevard. If not Queens Boulevard, I don't care. I'm going out to Queens to get this Cuts and Slice because Cuts and Slice has unique artisan pizzas. I'm talking about the shrimp scampi slice. You got your vegan slice. And when I say your vegan slice, 
I mean, that vegan is so good. You might want to go vegan. Oh, oh we're, we're shrimp scampi slices. Yes. All right, how how would you put shrimp scampi on a slice of pizza? I I, I don't. It, I, honestly, I when I went, I saw it for the first time. I was like, that shrimp scampi, and it's on the pizza. Okay, I mean, okay. Hey, they also do the um. There's also shrimp parmesan. What's the other one? Uh oh, my dear favorite that I actually viewed. If you followed me from my first food blog page, um, chicken and waffle slice, chicken and waffle slice, like. So these are like. So these are like the mad scientists of pizza makers in New York. Is that? Is that what you're telling me? They literally are the mad scientists, yeah, of pizza making. Like, I mean, they've had celebrities come to check out this spot, and they're like, yo, I'm coming here because I heard from so-and-so who told so-and-so and told that person that this was a place I needed to go to, and it took me long. Like, y'all really need to, you know, have a bigger sign. I'm like, does it matter? You're there for the food, you know? And if I had to say any of those, um, if I had to give you a, a suggestion on a slice, I would say the um, chicken and waffles and the, um, oh, darn it, I'm missing it. It was so good. Yes, the chicken and waffles, and you definitely want to do a, a vegan option slice. The vegan option slices are good, really good. And they even have a oxtail slice pizza for all my um, you know, meat lovers. Uh, you know. Oxtail slice, okay. All right. You know, I'll yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, have to gotta, investigate this. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to hold this out for you, dude. No, I'm but, I'm gonna but, have yeah. to investigate this because oxtail that that pizza must cost like that slice must cost like forty bucks. <laughs> no, no, and that's the surprising thing about it. It doesn't cost forty bucks. Like this, I would. I'm, I'm not even gonna go into words. Get there now. It's on 93 Howard Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. If you want the zip code, I'll give you the zip code too. It's one one two three three. Okay, ninety three Howard Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Zip code one one two three three. Cuts and slice. Definitely check it out. Oh, by the way, um, if you follow them on Instagram, you're gonna notice they also have their own sneaker. Oh, they have their own. Yeah. So they're yeah, they have their own. They're their mad. Own they're mad scientists, pizza makers that have their own sneaker as well own sneaker that okay you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there i'm just gonna i'm gonna leave it alone i'm gonna leave it alone listen pizza and sneakers don't necessarily go hand in hand so (laughs) Uh, 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 they don't because you you don't want to get pizza on your sneakers and yeah i get it but they're mad scientists what can we say 
I guess you can't say a lot. I guess you can't say a lot, but, you know. Any other places you want to tell us about, though? That concludes other places. Um, I would, I definitely want to shout out to um, people who decide um, to follow the page, Fat Man Love Anime NYC 21. If you choose to follow page and you really do want to join me on the reviews, feel free. There, I go to plenty of restaurants. And then when I say plenty, I do mean plenty. And trust me on this. I am not going to steer you wrong when it comes to these prices. I am very thorough. I, 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 a part of me thinks I could have been on The Apprentice trying to sell affordable restaurants. I mean, I'm not sure. I wouldn't want to be on The Apprentice. I mean... I kind of want to be, I mean... Why would I want to be on The Apprentice? I'm next to Donald Trump, his his after whatever is going to get on me. Next thing you know, I'm wearing a black suit. Next thing you know, it looks like Cheeto dust on there. I don't want to be on there. <laughs> it, you know what? I don't think it's Cheeto dust. I really do believe that was spray tan. Hey, it, it's, when you got spray tan, it looks like Cheeto dust. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it out. <laughs> oh, Looks like he's looks like he's the real life version of the tiger from the Cheetos bag. Be like, yeah. Only I, I just think I just think if he was going to do a spray tan, he should have. I think that spray tan that he had on it. I think what do they call that? Do they call it? Do they call that bronze? I think they call that bronze. Uh, they can call it whatever they want to call it, as long as he didn't get it on those uh, documents, those uh, those secret top secret documents, you know. Don't want any of those FBI people touching it, being like, ugh, spray tan. But, you know, but we're not, we're not, we won't go into that. But, you know, if you, if you're listening to this podcast thinking these are two people who are just going to talk about, you know, food and some things and, you know, going to stay out of the political sphere. Nah, no, No. we're not. No, no, we're, we're not. We're not Republicans on here. No, no, no Republicans. No, we're we're really not. So, you know, if no. you if you catch that and you don't like it, I'm perfectly okay with you not liking it. Like, and if you're just gonna cry about it and give us views, I'm perfectly okay with that too. Like, stay mad. Just gonna tell you, stay mad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. uh, so. John, I know one thing and one thing, and that is you are a big DC Comics fan. Thank you very much. I, 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 I like, I like to thank all the, the, I like to thank my daddy, you know, dad, thank you. Thank you very much. DC, DC, I mean, you could have you could have showed me Marvel first. You could have showed me Marvel. You know? At least I know the heroes in my backyard. But you showed me DC so I know the world. The DC world. And the universe. Yeah. And how how's the movie universe been treating you for the past uh Couple oh, years. really? You just wanted to go there, didn't you? Hey, hey, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go somewhere. I remember when me and you went to see 
uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. You walked out of there with your head held high, so happy. I walked out of there quiet, and I looked at you and I said, I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's a, it's a little bit too much. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put my foot in my mouth. Not gonna put my foot in my mouth. But I would say this: when it comes to DC for me, when it comes to CC for me, it's 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 like a buffet. You know, it's like a buffet. Some things on the buffet line you don't eat. Some things you eat. Some things you'll just nibble at. You know? But at the end, your stomach's full and you're satisfied. You know? You're just satisfied. You're you're not upset. You might get upset depending if they stuck to the comic continuity. You know? Like they did, they didn't go on tangent and create a whole new universe. That which they they have done, which they have done, but still stick to when when they messed up, they redeemed themselves. What, True or false? What what did they redeem themselves with, John? I would say honestly, I'd say the animated films. I don't feel that they, they, they redeem when they mess up with certain actual films. I mean, that's I guess that's only if you consider the animated stuff like that. I consider that separate. Like, I'm like, animation, animation, you know, live action, live action. Because in live action, they haven't redeemed themselves yet at all. And when it comes to animation, oh, no. you know, animation's great, you know, but, you okay. know. I have a question. What about Aquaman, man? Come on. Aquaman wasn't a different demon. I, I liked Aquaman. I did like Aquaman. Aquaman is a Aquaman is a good movie. You know, it's not a great movie. It's a good movie. Here's the problem. When I talk about this, they've not had enough good movies. Did you like Wonder Woman 84? Yeah, that's what I thought. The silence there is telling. Okay, okay, all right, you win. But I like the first one more than Wonder Woman. Like, hey, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman itself was a good movie. I just didn't like the questions that Wonder Woman eighty four brought up. You know about like consent and all that stuff because that definitely didn't make any sense. That was wild. But yeah, that, 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 yeah. you know, I, I I say this all because we're getting off track. I say this all. To mostly talk about a lot of the recent changes that have been happening ever since the Warner Brothers HBO merger. You know, of course, the, you know, stuff with David Zaslav, who is the CEO of Warner Brothers, who's now taken over HBO. And there's been a lot, a lot of a backlash and a lot of scrutiny and all that stuff. And, you know... I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I know you are a big DC fan, but I also wanted to talk about it and because I think there's one interesting thing that doesn't get talked about enough with this, and that is the reason that this merger even had to happen in the first place. You know, 
Because I, I think there are a lot of people who are focusing on David Zaslav and they're focusing on this saying this is the point where things fall. And honestly, when it comes to these kinds of big companies, uh, you know, I we've worked around a couple of big companies. I'm not going to name names. Uh, but the thing we know about big companies is the public fall is way different than the fall that the people in the company see. Because usually in the company, they see the fall and they're like, nah, the fall happened like a year or two beforehand. You're just seeing the aftermath of the fall. Yes, definitely aftermath. You know, so we'll just we'll talk about, you know, how, you know, to start, I think a lot of people, they consider the bad moment is when, you know, when they bought HBO you know, who was in a millions of dollars in debt. Like HBO has over half a billion dollars in debt, which is insane to me. Like, that is, it's, it's hard to swallow something like that. Cause you know, we grew up with HBO. Yeah, we know? did. Mm-hmm. HBO, like, I mean, even when HBO did like through in the game changer surprises, we're like, okay, there's not just HBO, there's HBO Max, there's HBO Kids, there's HBO Cinema. The uh, um, oh god, it, it, I, I'm forgetting one. Am I? HBO Two, yes, HBO Two. Yeah. Or did I get renamed? I mean, they still have HBO, HBO too, but you know, I mean, yeah. HBO has a lot of things, and HBO has been very successful with several things. Not even, even if you take out Game of Thrones, you're still talking about the place that gave you The Sopranos, The Wire, yeah. uh, Treme, yeah. Treme, which is a very underrated show. Yeah, it's so underrated. You know, and you know, we're talking about like Curb Your Enthusiasm is on HBO. <laughs> You know, I mean, HBO has so many big things that I think with a lot of people, when they look at it, they look at it from a creative standpoint and they say, this should not be a big thing because HBO has so many huge properties and everything like that, that it has. So why are they in so much trouble? Right. But It's kind of shocking here. It's like hearing your favorite um, Chinese restaurant uh, had a fire. Yeah, that is well. I I don't think they had a fire. I mean, that's you know, but it would it would be like a very popular spot that you know closing down. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like uh, so, um, Southern Hospitality BBQ closing down in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. A little, a little sore about that. It was a great place, yeah. and it was packed every night, but it closed every night. You know, but. I think the big thing is, is that there's always a reason behind these things. And I think the reason why we're seeing this, you know, with Batgirl, you know, being, you know, shelved with, you know, with all these things just kind of being pushed to the side with with entire TV shows disappearing from like HBO's own catalog and only be available to like buy on like Apple or stuff like that. Or, or or you can or if you're lucky, if you're lucky, it'll be on a streaming service. 
I mean, none of that stuff's going to be on a streaming service. I mean, all of it's just going to be on like no, the HBO streaming site. They have the HBO streaming site. I mean, but there are there are there are certain shows that have disappeared from even there, where they're only available if you buy them from like Amazon or like Apple or stuff like that. Yeah, I, I not a fan of the not a fan. But if know, I have to do that for a show, I mean, it's like I just look at myself like, hey, if I'm ever in Best Buy and I see that show and they got the DVD um, collection of all episodes, I'm buying it. I mean, honestly, I I would agree, you know, because I think physical copies are always the best way to go with these things. But I think the thing that I think a lot of people forget is probably the reason why all this is happening. And I just want to go back a little bit and talk about that because this is really happening, not because of discovery, not because of David Zaslav or anything like that, because as much as you feel about him, which also there was this thing where they called him like a Trump supporter. And I could never find anything that would just agree that would say he's like, he's for Trump. I think they 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 were just uh, throwing mud with that one. I think they were just in their feelings because they saw Batgirl getting canceled, and they're like, "Oh, in order to do that, you must be this," you know. And I mean, if he is a Trump supporter, if you if you give me like evidence, I'll definitely just be like, "Hey, I was wrong. He's a Trump supporter." All right, that changes things. But to me. I've been, I've seen companies who've gone through like restructures and all that stuff. And to me, David Zaslav looks more like the janitor at the end of the night that has to like clean up everything where he's just like, I need to get this place clean. I don't care about your sentimental values, you know, but I want to go back and I want to blame the people who were before David Zaslav. And that was mainly with uh, AT&T. Because those guys, they're the reason why, you know, why we're seeing all of this. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I agree with you on that one. No, No, I'm just saying I agree with you on that because... Like, AT&T was, like, they were, like, buying up everything back in the day. You know? They, like, you seen... I, I remember, like, uh, remember when we were kids growing up, if you had a cell phone, it was either uh, AT&T or AT&T and Sprint, right? hmm And if you had... If you had T-Mobile, which I did have, I had as a kid, people just would look at me like, oh, uh, big whoop. It's not as good as AT&T and Sprint. And I'm like, that's kind of hurtful, but I'm just not going to go back and forth with you. You want to go AT&T? Go AT&T. I'm staying with T-Mobile. I mean, you know. Okay. You know, but like with how they did HBO and all, it was just like 
you 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 didn't expect it though. You know. I mean, I I I mean, they, it's not like they didn't announce it. I mean, when we talk about like what AT and T did to HBO, like what I'm talking about is decisions they made during the pandemic. So it's like, what do you mean when you're talking about like the stuff that AT and T did to HBO? No, that's what I'm saying. You didn't know with the whole pandemic situation. I didn't expect that. Like the stuff I was reading up on, I did totally did not expect that. Right? Like, why don't you go into it a little bit, John? Uh, I mean, I really can't go into too much of it, really. I mean, my opinion was just straight to the point. Like, this is it's hard to it, it was hard for me to see because I vote I look at when I look at I look at companies like I look at my individual people, you know? I know you're a good person. I know you're good. You do good business. I really don't see you doing any wrong. You know? Yeah. If I'm not looking into it, if I don't look into it, like look deeper into it, I'm not like literally under you investigating this, this, that, and third. I mean, I, it, it, to my, my honest opinion, I feel this person can't really do no wrong. But when I, when I read about like, the, when they announced that it's no more at and in the picture, I was like, wait, I'm lost. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, but honestly, the, the worst decision that they made really was the decision that I know you love the most. Yep. Because I know everybody really loved the decision they made when during the pandemic they said, hey, we're going to release all of our movies home streaming. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's... You know I'm a big home streamer. Yeah, I think everybody's a big home streamer. And, you know, I think with a lot of people, they really loved it. They loved the convenience. But it's like, I remember I was working for a company. And I do, uh, I do IT support. Uh, so I've, I look at a lot of things and there are times when there are products that are released and these products are released where the company knows they're going to lose a profit on it, but they're banking on, yeah, we're going to lose a profit on this one thing, but we're going to make that money up in other places. The issue with that was, when they were releasing movies, because we all remember during the pandemic, I mean, there are plenty of people who will say the pandemic hasn't ended. And, you know, that's a very valid point and a more of a talking point for a different time. But, yeah, you know, in the most part, the biggest problem with the way that HBO did it was everybody else just kind of moved their movies back. They said, you know, these movies cost a lot of money. We're not going to just throw them on our platforms and, you know, not get any of the money. Or we're going to figure out a method where we're going to charge you like an extra bit of money to see this movie. So, Or you have to pay for a certain monthly membership so you can watch these films and, um, or... Like they did with, uh, I noticed when 
if you wanted to watch the if you didn't want to watch the if you didn't want to wait till the next day for them to release the Game of Thrones episodes, right? You could you can also watch it live, like live streaming. Okay. You know? And when I heard that, when I saw that, I just said, mm, "Nope, nope, nope." I'm gonna work. I'm gonna. But then again, you know, I, 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 I don't. I can't. I'm in a relationship. I thought. I thought back. I'm in a relationship. What about my lady? She, she may not be like that. But I got lucky. You know, I got lucky. Some of the stuff that I'm into, she's not. So. <laughs> Well, um, yeah. The point in the matter was it it just was like a it was a kind of a a a, a hard kind of touched my heartstrings. If I want to watch this, like I wait till it goes off and then I I could turn into it, tune into it. I'm happy, you know, no problem. But to tell me I have to be a certain I have to be paying a certain monthly fee just to do that. Then I'm like, you know, what? I'll just stick and wait. I'll just, I'll just wait. Okay. I mean, but that's, that's the whole thing with Netflix and HBO max and everything like that. You have to pay a monthly service. If you're going to see these things, even the next day after they premiere. Right. But with, with Netflix, they did what they did was, um, I like what Netflix did. Um, they waited, they used to do that, uh, well, no, they do it now with the new shows that they have, where it's like, you get a weekly episode, right? Well, yeah, but that's more talking about, like, the method upon which, like, things are dropped. Like, this isn't, this is talking about the strategy that DC came up with. Yeah. You know, so... In regards to like the strategy, I would say, you know, I think the method that they went forward with was obviously the wrong one. And the thing is, it wasn't even really like one of those unforced. It was an unforced error where they didn't need to do it. But they thought if we do it like this, we're going to gain so many followers that we're going to offset the cost. And the problem is why they gained a lot of followers they weren't able to gain the numbers that they did in order to really offset all the cost, you know? Yeah, they didn't. Uh, also, I think the biggest thing is just how many times, you know, people realize that a lot of people don't understand how people make money on streaming. So if you put out like a $200 million movie on streaming, you know, in the theaters, people will pay to see that movie. You know, they'll split the money with the theater. They'll split the money. Depending on the region, it may be 50%. It may be less. You know, it all depends. Then you got to think of the marketing budget and all that stuff and how much that costs, you know, because... I think with most movies, like people don't realize is even if you don't do like shady Hollywood math, like the amount of money that like a $200 million movie you might have to get back in terms of the box office to break even 
people will think, oh, it's just 200 million. And it's like, no, it's actually closer to like 600 million. Because you got to cut in the movie theaters. So even if you do that all in the U.S., you got to cut in the movie theaters. And then you also have to account for any marketing budget or anything like that that you had in place. So, you know, because movies are expensive. And I think with a lot of people, you know, even myself, it it really does. It really can shock you how expensive that they are. You know, and I always I always say, like, when you think about a movie or I learned this, really, when you look at a movie and you look at its budget, cut the budget in half, add that to the total cost. And that's how much money that movie needs to make. So, you know, a two hundred million dollar movie might need to make three hundred and fifty million in profit, not in sales, but in profit. So you think about that. If you get like seven hundred million in the movie theaters, the movie theaters are going to take half of that. They're not going to take like oh, they take a dollar. They take half. So, if you think about it, they, you know, in New York, usual ticket is about twenty dollars. So they might take ten of that twenty, and the other ten goes to uh goes to the studio. So. You know, they're talking about all this money that's being made where if you think about it like that and you say that 350, all of a sudden, if the movie makes $500 million, it only made $250 million, which means it lost $100 million on that 350. So if you think about it, they were doing that for all of their movies. Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat. Wonder oh, Woman. Wonder well, Woman. I mean, you really didn't like the reboot, the 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 um Scorpion story. No, listen. The best parts of Mortal Kombat were the first ten minutes of the movie and the last fifteen minutes of the movie. That's the best part. The, I. It's not about the actors. Like the actors were fine, but the new guy that they put in there, he didn't make any sense. They could have just left him out. They could have brought Johnny Cage in and he could have been he could have done the exact same job as that guy and had more of a connection with the audience. It was it didn't make any sense to do it. But that's neither here nor there. What I mean is all these movies that might have done okay to maybe surprisingly well, but they would have gotten money in the box office instead you know, everybody, including myself, was at home watching it. And was it convenient? Absolutely, it was convenient. It was incredibly convenient. But then you start looking at it and you're like, they lost hundreds of millions of dollars. And everybody was losing money. The problem is, all the other studios just kind of moved back. And they regained that money a year later. Whereas with you know, HBO and with Warner Brothers and with DC, they just flush that money down the train. So, you know, when you think about that, I mean, it makes sense why all this stuff is happening. You know, plus you got to blame AT&T and those guys for the reason that we're in this whole Ezra Miller situation that we're in. Oh, goodness gracious. 
Because when they announced that it was going to be Grand Gustin, I said that's the best way because you you literally made him the Flash in the CW series. Wait, they announced that he was going to be. When did they announce Grant Gustin was going to be the Flash in the movies? So, it this was I'd say earlier this year they were they were going to they were talking about Ezra being fired. Yeah. In the media, they're talking about Ezra being fired and uh-huh. that Grant Gustin was going to fill in. Where where but did you see that? That was up. That's that was all over all was, over was, from Okay, let me ask this. Was that was that a story? Was that somebody who could cuz I looked that up like like Ezra Miller hasn't even been fired yet. They were t- there were talks that it was that they they were talks all over from YouTube. They had a I think I saw a couple of articles on um the my Google feed stating that Ezra was doing because of this this that and the third they're gonna change from Ezra to someone else like Grant Gustin. I and I was like that would be understandable. But I mean, Ezra was the one that started. You know, he you you made him the Flash in the League movies. Like, okay, but I like I remember when they were talking about it, but I don't think they ever actually said that Grant Gustin is going to take over as the Flash in the movies. Right. So I think those are all probably rumors. Like unless unless you. Unless you can send me something over, because I would love to hear that Grant Gustin took well, over for Ezra Miller, because to my knowledge, Ezra Miller hasn't even been fired yet. Right. Like, can can you send me something real quick? Um, I, I gotta go. The, the 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 feeds I have are so deep. I would ha- it would take me a while to look that one up. Because you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna fire him, I mean, that's that is a that's a big thing, but. Mm-hmm. We'll just because the last thing I got was something from last week that said Ezra Miller is still being gone. He just got out of rehab and all that, or he's right. about to enter rehab. So I haven't heard anything about Grant Gustin doing that. Well, I heard. I I, I heard. I did read the part where you say he's entering. Um. So, but they 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 literally were. I think. From what I was seeing with all the um, YouTube, from my YouTube subscription for like um, D- the DC stuff, like movies and je- um, movie related, I was like, when I saw those posts, I'm like, mm, could be rumors. And then I saw my Google feed that um, there was talk to get rid of Ezra and put Grand Gustin in, I said that would be, I felt that would be actually a good role, but then it's messed up. Because then you should have just had Grand Gustin in from the jump. All right, let me let me look this up because I feel like this is just a rumor and I don't it think might this be is... a rumor, but I, saw, I, I read up on it. When I saw it in on my Google feed as an article, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up right now just to get this once and for all because you know I don't want to give people like the wrong information. 
Right. So let me let me just look this up super quickly and type in like Grant Gustin. Yep, looked it up. He is not slated to be the Flash in the movies. It's it's just like I thought. It is just a rumor. Like the only thing they're talking about right now is the Flash ending on the CW. Yeah. So the 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 ending of that on there. So I'll I'll move forward. Um, as of right now. Ezra Miller is still the Flash. Nobody's been cast to talk about him. I remember the stuff early in the year, but there was no official stuff. You know, that's that's all just so it looks like, John, that all the stuff you're talking about was rumors and there was never anything from anybody officially saying that he was going to uh, that he was going to do stuff. Okay. You know, and that's 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 another thing, you know, we can get into about like hearing streamers say something versus hearing the studio say it. Mm-hmm. You know, like just because my favorite streamer says it, I'll go back and I'll look it up and I'll just say, hey, did the studio actually say this? Because if they didn't, you know, it's like I I'm up in the air. Just because yeah, I read the part of the, of the whole um, about him downward spiraling throughout the production. Yeah, but to me, the biggest thing was like the first instance came out during the pandemic. So it came out in like 2020 when he like yeah. choked that girl in Iceland. And then yeah. other things came out in 2021 and it really picked up in 2022. So like the. The head of the CEO at that time was, uh, his name was, let me see it, it right off my, Jason Kalar, right? He was the former CEO of Warner Media. So if he would have put a stop to it, then we wouldn't have had to hear the tales of Ezra Miller potentially kidnapping somebody, potentially uh-huh. holding a family hostage, potentially running away with a like 19 or 18 year old girl to like Hawaii terrorizing the citizens of Hawaii like Ezra Miller in real life has done more to terrorize Hawaii than Godzilla has to Japan that is the wildest thing i thought i could say but it is 100% yeah, true the wildest thing you you you, you dropped Godzilla man dang i mean yeah so like cuz Ezra Miller like at one point, I'm surprised they didn't send out like a statewide, you know, response like Ezra Miller is in your area. Please lock up your cars, lock up your houses, lock up your liquor cabinets because he's just roaming around doing stuff. Yep. You know, like, but that's, yeah, I mean, honestly, when I look at this and this isn't just me being like, oh, rah, rah, like, a DC fanboy. Like, I still, I have a lot of criticism for DC. Like, the way they even handled the DCEU was wrong from the start because they tried to, and I've told you this before, John, they tried to make, they tried to use the same cake. They tried to make the same cake that Marvel made, but they tried to use different ingredients versus just using the same ingredients. Like, we all know that the proper formula was 
You do a Superman movie. Okay, do a sequel to the Superman movie. Because I didn't hate Man of Steel. I thought that was actually an okay take. Do a sequel to Superman. Then you do your Wonder Woman. You do your Aquaman. And then, boom, you come in there. You come into the fifth movie. You bring in Batman, who doesn't really need any introduction. And you bring in Cyborg, who would get the most screen time. And that's, and then you could roll off, cause I honestly think, as much as a Marvel fanboy as I am, I actually think, uh, DC has the more, uh, charismatic villains than yes. Marvel. The problem I mean, is, we got the Joker, man. Yeah, oh, <laughs> whatever with the Joker. Like, he's, like, I'm just saying they have so many different like villains that could really well and truly like Mm -hmm. do some things i mean there's a reason why the suicide squad is so much more popular than like the thunderbolts which is like marvel's version of the suicide squad Mm -hmm. but one is probably going to be executed a whole lot better than the other yeah but way more executed than the other i mean they're they're literally chiming up now. Like, uh, did you see the recent um, episode of She-Hulk? Yeah, I saw the recent episode of She-Hulk. I mean, Abomination. He looks like he's going to be doing some Thunderbolt stuff, you know. And they've already set the stage with almost everyone. But, to, I mean, honestly, I think too many people put out like a Kevin Feige type that dc needs i don't think dc needs that i think no. dc what they need is they need to go back to the drawing board yeah. and say like hey you know what can we do what can't we do like and they need to have a formula and they need to stick to it yes i do definitely stick to it don't and don't change just because you, you, you um don't change it because once you have it if it don't break don't fix it yeah yeah absolutely like if it's a strategy that can't be broken don't fix it and don't even try to move to something else just because of your competitor it makes no don't do that you know because i remember watching growing up the movies i liked um, when I saw Superman, Christopher Reeve, you know? Yeah. Christopher Reeve, Superman, those were good. I mm-hmm. like those Superman movies. Yeah, I think um, everybody loves those Superman movies. Michael Keaton with um, Batman 1 and 2. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Honestly, all the other Batmans, I mean, I have my favorites. Number one, we got Keaton. Number two, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Number two, I give to Christian Bale. It w- originally it was George Clooney. Why would George Clooney be your number two Batman? I'm sorry. I'm I'm a Clooney fan. So he wasn't a good it's... Batman. He wasn't. I don't yeah. know what 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 are you trying to tell me? I can't. I'm I'm I'm. I'm if you, I, I liked the, the Batman he he emulated. 
You did not. You did not like the Batman that he did. You're that's Cap. That's pure Cap. Val Kilmer was a better Batman than George Clooney was. Like George Clooney is the worst Batman. George Clooney is worse than campy uh, Adam West. Like don't don't come to me and tell me George Clooney is the better Batman. George Clooney was a halfway decent Bruce Wayne and a terrible Batman because. He was campy like Adam West, but he wasn't even fully campy. He wasn't pulling out no bat suey in the middle of a fight. If George Clooney had pulled out a bat suey, like started breakdancing in the middle of a fight and doing like pow or zap or kapow, I would love it. But he never did. So he, he never is, did it, but he, like I grew up on Adam West, man. So that's what I mean. He's he he was not a good one. It wasn't. It was not. He's not second. He's not third. You know, like honestly, Robert Pattinson is miles ahead of him, and he only had one movie, and he was Broody McBruderson. Oh yeah. But you know, like even even with that to the side, you know, I you know while I think my heart you know goes out to anybody and while i do think i would love to have seen you know batgirl i would i would love to see it i because i i want to see it you know and honestly i just think they're not saying the quiet part out loud i don't think they want batgirl to go out because i don't think they think batgirl is good Batgirl was good batgirl was i mean come on batgirl was batgirl the movie, John, not the not the character. Exactly. Oh, you, you gotta. Oh, okay. That's uh huh, uh huh. You keep Sorry. on. I, I was see? going on character. You you were going about about the like it the it actually being a movie. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not. Listen, if you want to talk about characters, fine. You talk about characters. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about DC and what I started this conversation about, which is. If you're blaming David Zaslav for all of this stuff, I'm not going to fight for him. I'm not going to say that he's, you know, the end-all, be-all, that he's this great messiah, that he's going to lead them. Because at the end of the day, he can mess up and he could bring it into a worse thing. What I'm saying is, the reason he is even there is because of Jason Kalar and the terrible leadership that they had. You know, they relied too much on streaming they rely too much on bad movies and trust me if he even the biggest nail in the coffin is the fact that the harry potter movies were so bad so bad yes uh the second and third uh you know uh care of magical creatures movies were terrible and those are all on that same leadership yeah. board, you know? And I talk about DC because that's the one that you and me know best, but none yeah. of them, none of them get off. So just remember, you know, while David Zaslav could blow it up and he could ruin it, the only reason he's even there to ruin it is because somebody did an even worse job than you think, uh, than you think David Zaslav is doing right now. Because David Zaslav is the garbage man. Like, 
you can blame the garbage man for he's the best. He 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 is literally the janitor. I was yeah. gonna say like cool janitor, but you said janitor. Leave it at that. I'm not gonna say he's cool. Hell no. He ain't we we are not cool like that. I'm not no, I'm not gonna stick my neck out for that dude like that. <laughs> but to me the biggest thing is he is only there because of the terrible leadership that they had from Kalar. The only reason he is there is because that dude missed and missed and missed and missed and missed and missed again. It's that guy, Jason Kalar. He's the reason. Like, I'm not going to get mad at the guy behind him for the person who did the mess because he's still cleaning up all of that. And does that mean that things that I like might go? Maybe, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we, this time will tell. He could mess it up. He could utterly bomb. And I look back on this and say, wow, that was a terrible take I had on this dude. All I can say is it's not that he was given paradise and he's turning it into a dumpster fire he was given a dumpster fire and he's just deciding let it all burn and we'll start anew rather than hey i can save this dumpster fire you know and try to make something out of it yeah because sometimes sometimes it literally is better it would be better in certain situations like like with house flipping or stuff like that like oh Although HGTV is a whole other thing, you know, but sometimes it's better instead of just remodeling or renovating the house. Sometimes it would just be better to tear the entire thing down to like the studs, tear out the foundation and just start over than to redo everything. Than to kinda, really I try. I thought that's where at first when the, when they were announcing people taking when they were doing like the whole. When DC was doing the whole HBO Max thing, I kind of felt that's the way they were going to bigger and better things. I felt that's what that's the route that they were finally taking. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, maybe they will take that. You know, I just I don't have any reference. I don't have anybody telling me that, you know. That this isn't going to get worse before it gets better. And, you know, maybe maybe I won't feel that way when, you know, when The Flash comes out. Maybe I want... I'm not even 100% certain if I'm going to watch the new Flash movie. Like, to, to, to be honest, I don't even know if it's going to come out. It'll, it'll come out. I think it will absolutely... I think it will absolutely come out. You know, they've they've sunk way too much money into that movie for it to not come out. So it'll come out. I'm just not sure if I'm going to watch it. I probably will. But, you know, the fact that it's a hesitation is troubling. Like, if I say Wakanda forever, I'm like, I'm watching it. Right. Immediately. Wakanda forever. I, I haven't seen. I've seen some of these trailers for the Wakanda forever. I'm like, is this the actual official trailer? I don't know. Why? You don't like it? Um, 
the way they have um the entrance where they they like have uh, you don't know really who's the Black Panther. Like they said, it was supposed to be um his sister Zuri, right? I mean, John, I That's I really to take the mantle, but it's like I'm looking at it and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of confused. Some of the trailers just confuse me. I mean, I just think what I'll say is this might come off as you know sanctimonious to some people, but. If the only thing you're concerned about in the Black Panther movie is who's going to be Black Panther versus just getting the entire story, then, you know, maybe maybe you should just sit out the movie. Maybe maybe you should just sit it out because in the first Black Panther, the Black Panther was the least interesting thing in that movie. Everybody else was more interesting than him. So I, I really don't care about who's going to be the Black Panther considering the fact that I already know we're going to get Namor, we're going to see Ironheart, we're going to see all these amazing things, we're going to see a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Like, that's that's what I mean. Like, I'm going to see all those amazing things. The, the fifth most important thing in my mind is who's going to be the Black Panther. So, yeah, that's that's just me, you know. Like, you can feel differently with me. I'm going to go there to enjoy and love the movie. You know, it's just, I just think it's not the right thing to go into a movie and your biggest question and the thing you're most concerned about is who's going to take over the mantle. I mean, that's, 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 when I, when I watched it, when I've seen, when I, they announced Wakanda Forever, right? Mm-hmm. And then they said that it was going to be based on um, Namor. I jumped up. I was like, yes, Namor was, was an awesome villain. I like Namor. And I was expecting, like, when I saw the, f- I think, what was it? When I When I saw online, they were like, my wife told me, she was like, did you see the trailer? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to look at the trailer. Some of the trailers that I've seen, it's like they didn't really touch on it, you know? That, like, the storyline that they're saying is supposed to be coming for Wakanda in the Wakanda Forever that I've heard from all these streamers talk about. I mean... I didn't see, I didn't see that in the trailer. Listen, I think, you know, John, I think it's just mostly about we're two different kinds of people. Whereas I'm cool with not knowing everything before I jump into a movie. And I think you want to know as much as you possibly can when it comes to being in the movie. And for me, I'm, I'm perfectly okay. And I love not knowing everything about a movie, you know, and just learning about it within the movie. And, you know, I just think, what you're really talking about is you really want to know everything about the movie, you know, and you know, that's, that's valid. Well, it's just a good small gist, at least a small gist of it. I mean, John, you yeah. got, you got a small gist. Don't, don't try and don't try and play me off and say like, I'm not saying the truth here. Like, 
No, you, no, I give you the truth. You're right. Like, you want to, you want to know a lot. Like you want to know who the Black Panther is. You want to know specifically what the issue is with Namor and with Wakanda. You want to know where the U.S.'s role is going to be in this. You want to know. You want to know like what the internal politics are like in Wakanda. You want to know. That's a lot. Yeah. And that is a lot. And that that's what I mean. Like if you're trying to get like, oh, I'm gonna learn all of that in like a two minute trailer. I mean, it's possible. I'm just saying, I'm the kind of person that I will go into a movie without knowing anything about it except like a two sentence blurb. And I'll love it like that. And I think okay. you're the kind of person that you want to know the general beat by beat by beat of what the movie is going to be. You know, and hey, each side is valid. I just, I would rather go into it with the mystery than to know exactly what's going to happen. Okay. Right. That's cool. All right. And uh, I think with that, I think we can, uh, I think we're going to end it here, you know, just like David Zaslav is sweeping a lot of programs under the rug. We're going to sweep this podcast under the rug. Um, Thank you, everybody, for joining, for listening. Uh, John, you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Yes, y'all can find me on. Fat Man Love Anime NYC 21. Um, also to my followers, if you have, I'm I'm trying to um coming into the end of September, trying to find um animes that would be would the the animes that would complement um some of the restaurants that i posted if you have any opinions of which anime would go best with but that um this restaurant compliments feel free hit me up let me know um because i would like to i'm looking forward to doing a post like i did on one of my old pages where i was like animes that complement restaurants you know, like we have the Naruto ramen restaurant. But please don't give me any. Uh, um, if you have a restaurant suggestion, please throw that by me. But if you have an anime that complements a restaurant that I have posted, please hit me up and let me know. All right. And if you want to try and find me, you know, you can just go into the Shadow Realm. Because that's where you can find me. Uh, but if you want to find this podcast, you can either email us at two sides podcast. That's T W O S I D E Z podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on, you can add us on Twitter at two sides coin on Twitter. You could also find us on, uh, on Instagram where it's, uh, two sides on, uh, Instagram. And, uh, you know, we we love if you want to interact or anything like that, you know, we'll try and get back to you as soon as possible. And uh, thank you, everybody. And uh, have a good one. Yes, have a great one.